I'm going to say that you need to stand in front of a mirror and you can do this now if you need to pause the podcast and get to a mirror. And I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and I want you to say, I am an awesome parent. I am more than a parent. I am love. I am strength. And I am hope. And say that every day. Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing self-care from the inside out. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. So if you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. And on today's show, we have Amy Nolan. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you. Very happy to be here. You also brought for us a grounding exercise. Is that what I understand? Yes, I did. I'm happy to share. And it's one that we can use with our children also. Wow, that's awesome. So I'm going to let you take it away from here so we can get centered. And then we'll check back in and have a conversation when you've shown us the way. Okay, wonderful. Well, I am a life coach, therapist, and speaker, and something that I like to do is doing a grounding exercise, particularly with my parents. So I'd like you to sit nice and tall in a chair, or if you're near a couch or bed, you can feel free to lay down. And we're just going to take some nice, deep breaths. We're going to inhale and exhale and keep breathing. making each breath longer than the last. As you exhale, allow your hips to sink into the chair or down into the bed or couch. Your next exhale, relax your shoulders.
one breath at a time. Now I'd like you to imagine that you're your favorite flavor ice cream cone. It's a warm summer day and the sun is beating down at the top of your head. It's warm, white, bright light. You can feel that warmth and feel the top of your head begin to melt. That warm light moves down through your head into your neck from your neck into your shoulders. From your shoulders down through your arms into your elbows, your elbows through your forearms to your wrists, from your wrists out through your fingertips. Now that warm light is moving from your shoulders to the top of your spine melting into your chest and into your belly. Keep breathing nice and slow. And from your belly into your hips and your hips into your thighs, down to your knees allowing that warm, bright light melting from your knees down through your shins and calves and into your ankles. And from your ankles out through your feet and toes, leaving you to become a warm puddle on the ground, just basking in that sun's radiance. Take a nice deep inhale and exhale and keep breathing nice slow deep breaths and in your mind's eye i'd like you to imagine a bright blue sky little fluffy clouds and you watch those clouds begin to form a word Whatever that word is, I want you to hold it in your mind, breathe into it, remember it. And now take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, let that word dissipate, leaving you back into that warm sun glow and that bright blue sky. Take two more deep breaths. Now wiggle your toes and wiggle your fingers. And take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, you can open your eyes. How we doing, Chad? I'm doing amazing. What was your word? 
Mine was actually Ohm. Great. So the word is either usually something you need or something you need to let go of. Interesting. I kept thinking I was seeing a C and then the word wasn't coming out. And so then I think it turned into an O and M. So. Yeah. Uh, so maybe uh, you just needed that universal energy of calmness. I'll dig into that. That was awesome. I went on the journey. So thank you. I really enjoyed awesome. that. That's excellent. So how are you today? I'm doing great. And where are you calling in from? I am calling from the East Coast in New Jersey. That's awesome. I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us. I'm excited to learn about your journey as both a parent and professional. Can you start by sharing a little bit about your personal parent world? Yeah. So to become a parent was actually quite a journey for me. And some of your listeners may share this journey as well. So I had to go through infertility. So I'm an older mom. And I actually went through 38 fertility treatments. So I was definitely a trooper. I really wanted to have children. I had five losses along the way. And then I was eventually blessed with three children. So I have a seven-year-old special needs daughter who has autism and ADHD. And I have two-year-old twins. Wow. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. When did the autism part of the parenting journey begin? At what stage or age did that start? Yeah, it kind of started around age two, but I noticed things different with her when she was born. So infants are supposed to sleep like 17 hours a day, and she was sleeping like eight hours. And I was a business owner at the time. I was running a four-location business, and I didn't have a maternity leave as a business owner. So it was a lot for me, but I just thought, oh, this is normal. I'm just doing a lot. And then as she got older, I started to notice more differences like around her peers, she couldn't focus, she still wasn't sleeping, she wasn't progressing developmentally. And then her tantrums around age two started to last hours and become violent. Like she would try to hurt herself, her other people, damage property around the house. And I put her in speech therapy. And then when she turned three, I submitted a request for her to be evaluated by the school special needs system because it just kind of escalated. And from there, she um, was evaluated for an IEP, which if uh, you don't know as a listener, is an individualized education plan for special needs children. And so she qualified uh, then to go into a partial day program. And we had a lot of testing along the way. But what was interesting with the sleep is that it wasn't until age four, we ended up doing a sleep study. And we found out she was losing oxygen four times an hour. Wow. Uh, which is pretty substantial. And the only reason I went to get that sleep study is because I read some research that showed that ASD, ADHD kids who had had their tonsils and adenoids removed ended up sleeping better. So I ended up going through the sleep study, the surgery, and within four months, those violent behaviors just stopped. Wow. So it's pretty pretty incredible. And she started to sleep eight, nine hours a night. I mean, she would get up at between like two and 4am with her backpack on ready for school. And I'm like, your teacher didn't have her coffee yet. Like go back to sleep. Um, We still have tantrums now, but they're nowhere near like four hours long the way they used to be. Did you see this coming? Did you have friends or family that were pointing out signs of your child maybe being on this path? How did that (laughs) surface for you? Well, as a therapist, I kind of noticed the little signs and I knew something wasn't right, but I couldn't like put my finger on it. 
And because she was so young at age two, it's like, well, how do you know? You know, it with girls, autism shows up a lot differently than with the boys. So she was vocal. It wasn't that she wasn't, but she had a lot of triggers and very specific interests in things. Like she wasn't interested in a lot of the things her peers were, but she would hone in on specific things and then just be stuck with it. And she's still like that. Like if she likes something, she really likes it. And then everything else kind of goes away. But when she ended up getting tested and the more I was validated by my peers or like Facebook groups I was on to connect with other parents, I was like, oh, like that happens with you. That happens with me too. It kind of just solidified that journey of like, I need to go through with this evaluation and get her tested. And then how did that sink for you? Was it devastating? Was it relieving? Was it both? It was relieving to me because I was so happy that we were doing it when she was young. You know, I know that there are some parents who kind of like maybe in denial or aren't sure or don't have support or help or validation that I found and they find out much later on. But the earlier you can intervene, I knew the better. And so for me, it was a relief. Like I want to get her the help she needs so that she can be the most successful she can be. Did you go through any mourning the loss of what you thought could be? Or are you very present and in acceptance of life just as it is? I think I'm accepting of life as it is. And I I learned that through like birthing her because I had a birth plan and wanted this whole like experience. And then my birth went nothing the way I imagined it to go. And I ended up being in labor for 34 hours. I wanted no pain medication, but at hour 28, I had had it. I was like, give me the pain medication. She got stuck in my birth canal, like ended up having an emergency C-section from a birthing center to a hospital, like everything went wrong, but that's like preparation for parenting, right? Like you don't know what to expect. You can't control everything. And sometimes it's just having that acceptance and letting go of what you think things are gonna be. But you know what, sometimes things can be better. Like there's so many aspects of my daughter that I love that I wouldn't trade for anything. And if she was quote unquote, like different or like normal, I might not have those quirks. Yeah. Were there any aha moments or things that you along the, you know, that you've noticed along the way? Yeah. I think for me, it's like giving yourself the permission to just accept and relax. You know, it's like when you go through these moments you just never know what's going to happen, particularly for me with the tantrums, she would have these like four hour tantrums and we could be out somewhere and I would have to actually restrain her and like people think you're abusing your child when you're doing like these loving restraints, because that's all you can do in that moment to protect them. Um, And in those moments, I learned it's just about me and her and helping her and to let go of everything else, like to not judge myself or criticize myself. I'm doing the best I can. Awesome. Currently, you're helping clients and and many who are parents in self-care. And I want to learn more about what psychosynthesis is and what care from the inside out is. Mm -hmm. Uh, is Is this a different business than the four location business at birth? Yes. So with everything going on with my daughter and I was going through infertility again, when she was around three, I ended up selling my practice to a corporation and I really wanted to just redesign my life. And so I had done all this research on self-care with the people I was working with at the time. And I became more passionate about it when I became a parent because As you know, when you become a parent, your concept of time just changes. You really appreciate it in many ways, you know? So I ended up taking that research with me and developed my new business, which is life design and helping people design their lives around self-care. 
Love that. Can you tell us uh, what psychosynthesis is and what self-care from the inside out is? Yeah. So a lot of people ask me, you know, how do I get self-care? And a lot of times they think it's something you can buy because there's a whole media industry out there, a $30 billion industry saying you want self-care, like buy this bath bomb, get this on social media. Like it's always a thing. And no amount of money is ever going to get you your health back. And self-care is really part of health. So I asked my clients to ask the question differently. So instead of how do I get self-care, it's what's keeping you from it in the first place. And, you know, it's not going to be the beauty products, the gym memberships, the fancy massages or expensive vacations. They're all nice, right? At once in a while, but you need something every day. Self-care is every day. And uh, especially as special needs parents, like we really need it the most. And so my work is unconventional because it focuses on self-care from the inside out. And that's through knowing, doing, and being. And so knowing is really building the awareness. Being is how you show up for yourself. And the doing is the choices and the actions that you take. And so I help people become conscious of what isn't working in their lives so they can wake up and take care of themselves through those different layers of consciousness. If it's okay with you, I'll share one little tip of that if you'd like. That'd be awesome. Take it away. So part of the being... So the showing up for yourself, there's something I call the SS bullshit with a P. And what it is, is it's part of your consciousness called the persona. And it's the excuses we make ourselves that hold ourselves back. So for example, I'm going to say a couple prompts and your listeners can just fill in the gap. So the first one is I'll be happier when I, right? And it could be I'll be happier when my kids are older. I'll be happier when I lose five pounds, right? Fill in the blank. Next one is I'll take care of myself when, so I'll take care of myself when I retire, when my kids are older, when I have a million dollars, the list can go on and on. When I make more money, right? So, and the last one is when I blank, I will blank. So when I retire, I will focus on my self-care. When I lose 10 pounds, I will feel happy. So these are these excuses. Everybody has the SS bullshit in their life at some point. So when we become mindful through being in the present and finding out what we're saying to ourselves, it really can change that perspective. You know, it's like if you're telling yourself all these things, all these excuses, you're not going to be able to focus on the now. You're always going to be looking forward to the next thing, looking forward to the next vacation. But the vacation may be like what? The average person gets like two weeks a year. Most people don't use their vacation time. So it just never comes. And then you're in this constant cycle of burnout. So I help people recognize those excuses so we can work through them and get to that in the moment feeling of let's take care of ourselves now. That's so cool. I'm very into this. I'm very, it feels like it's my life sometimes is learning about self-care and awareness and consciousness. It's what I study. It's where my passion is. It's what I like to improve on myself. And it's like, it's like what I watching other people have those moments and transformation what I noticed from talking to parents on the show is everybody's too busy. They're maybe trying to take a walk or, you know, get back to the gym or something like that. When they're, when we talk about what would you like to add to your self-care regimen, who comes to work with you? You know, what do you say to that parent that's too busy to help them, you know, take that step in the right direction? Yeah. I'll give another tip here because part of this is the language we use with ourselves. And the three words that are like a no-no with me and my clients 
are have, need, and should. So people will say, I have to make all, all organic meals for my kids. I need to get to all the PTA meetings. You know, I should, you know, be at every basketball game, you know, for all my kids. And, you know, I joke with my clients, I'm like, stop shitting all over yourself. <laughs> like, it's not good. So we reframe and we reframe to I can, I will, or I want. And when we start to reframe those little things, it brings us back present because when we're saying should, need, and have to, we're really creating this pressure on ourselves. We're not giving ourselves permission to relax. And when we say I want to, I will, I can, it starts to change the conversation. We're now taking care of ourselves because if it doesn't resonate, if you don't want to bake the cookies for the bake sale, you have an option. You could Instacart them at the gym and you can pre-bag them and save all that time, right? You don't necessarily have to make them. It gets you to start thinking outside the box and give yourself that inner relief. Awesome. Can you share like some difficulties that you're seeing parents have and then maybe some, some breakthroughs that some parents are having for listeners that are out there that you know, want to know what it could look like that for them? Yeah. Um, I have a client who one of her things and she, she's a mom and she worked so hard and she realized she had these like generational blockages. And one of those things is that she feels women are judged by what they do do or what they don't do. And this could be go both ways, women and men. And I think a lot of that has to do with social media because on social media, you see these people who have perfect houses, but it's only where the camera's showing you. If they move a little bit to the right, that's where the mess is. Everybody who has kids has a mess somewhere, you know? And so she had this generational blockage that she realized was passed down from her mother and grandmother and everything else that you need things to look presentable. Your home needs to look presentable to other people. And so she was kind of living, trying to live this life and keep up with this momentum. And it was a real breakthrough for her to realize, hey, I have this blockage. And I don't need to do this for anybody else. What do I want to do for me? Like maybe the mess is okay right now for this stage in my life. You know, I have three kids under five, you know, they have big toys, they have big things. Like, can I accept this right now? So that was a big breakthrough for her. I had another client who's a dad and this is kind of funny because there's actually a research study that goes with this, but he also had this thing where like he was on social media all the time, following all these like dad things and, He's like, I'm not doing enough with my kids. I'm trying to hold everything down. And he was really burnt out. He was actually having physical signs of burnout. So we did a lot of like meditative work with him, mindfulness work, trying to get him in the moment because he was always worried about the next thing. But the big work for him in the mindfulness space was getting in touch with his emotions and finding out how he was feeling. There was a study done in the University of Virginia, and there was a professor there who did this study and basically he asked adults if they would like to sit with their own thoughts or be shocked. And guess what? They all wanted to be shocked. Please wow. don't leave me with my thoughts. And everybody wow. laughs like, oh, that's so silly, right? Like who would want to be shocked? But think about it for a second. You go into the doctor's office, you sit in the waiting room. What's the first thing you do? You take out your phone. Yeah. So you don't want to sit with your thoughts either, <laughs> right? So most people aren't listening to their thoughts and feelings. And so with this dad, he really started to listen to himself and think about like what he wanted, what wasn't working in his life. Like maybe he was doing too much and was burnt out. And, you know, if you're not taking care of yourself, 
it's really self-abuse. You know, you're, you're bypassing your emotions. You're bypassing the, the messages that your feelings are sending you. And your feelings are going to tell you exactly what you need if you listen. Yeah, thank you for that. So now you have three kids mm-hmm. and you have your business. I imagine you're super busy. How's life in your this beautiful chaos that you've created? Yes, it is beautiful chaos. I'm like everybody else, you know, so yesterday is a perfect example. So my my one of my toddlers got up at five in the morning. I don't know why he's going through like a sleep regression thing. And he comes in my room and he wants to eat, eat. And that's what he says. He's like, I need to eat, eat. So we go and we have breakfast. I get everybody out the door to school. Then I saw nine clients yesterday and I was running a webinar for somebody else. And in between, I'm doing bus and I'm getting dinner. We ordered Chinese food last night, but I'm not stressed about it. Like, it sounds like a lot, but I really live my life in the present. And I'm not worried about what other people are thinking or what I'm not doing. I just focus on what I can do. Most people focus on what they can't do. Like, oh, I I needed to be better. You know, I should have done this. And I don't think like that. I think, you know, this is what I can do. This is what I want to do. And at the end of the day, when I went inside, I felt pretty good. I was definitely tired and slept well, but I lived in that present moment. I was there with my kids. I was there for my clients and it's just an overall good feeling. That's awesome. That's amazing. Have you always been this way and this emotionally intelligent or um, is this something that you've developed or tell us? Because you sound very- It's definitely something I developed. Like when I had my business and it was booming and I had my child and was just learning she was special needs. It was a lot. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do the right thing and do things a certain way. And then when I started to research self-care, it was really because it's something that I needed too. So I took myself on my own journey in a way. That's awesome. We do something like a lightning rounds just to get some more of your thoughts and opinions where you give kind of a one sentence to one word answer. Are you Mm -hmm. up for it? Sure. Okay. What's the best advice you've received? Laugh every day. What online course topic would you sign up for today if it was available? My own course. It's in development and I needed it years ago. (laughs) And that is? It'll be self-care from the inside out. Awesome. And by the way, will you, after the show, will you send us links on how people can get a hold of you so we can put it in the show notes? Best sure, way to I'd reach love out to. to you. Okay. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? Yeah, there's an app that I'm using with my daughter called the Finch app, and it's a self-care app for kids. And it's a pretty cool teaching kids how to emotionally self-regulate. Very cool. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Definitely more hiking. I'm an outside person. It's really cold here right now, but I try to hike every Thursday and I'm hoping to hike more. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? Uh, Definitely more time or time travel. I'll take that. (laughs) Yes. Something simple (laughs) like that. Do you have a favorite product that you use for yourself, your child or your family that you just love and couldn't live without? Uh, Alexa, we use it to make grocery lists, call the grandparents, control the lights in our house as a calendar. My daughter plays music for herself. So definitely Alexa. And I really appreciate you taking the time with us. I learned a lot today. And I think for the parents in Naked Parent Nation that are listening, that are struggling, you sound like a person that they should reach out to because it sounds like you have a lot of knowledge that can help parents navigate these challenges. 
What do you say to the parent out there that just got the diagnosis, is scared, alone, maybe angry? What do you say to them? I'm going to say that you need to stand in front of a mirror and you can do this now if you need to pause the podcast and get to a mirror. And I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and I want you to say, I am an awesome parent. I am more than a parent. I am love. I am strength. And I am hope. And say that every day. That's awesome. And I think we can leave it there. And I want to thank you again. I'd love to hear about your online course when it comes out. And I'd love to stay connected as we move on this journey as parents and professionals in the self-care space. Great. Well, in the meantime, feel free to follow me on TikTok or Instagram at Life Coach Amy or Facebook at Life Design by Amy. Wow. You, Life Coach Amy? That's yep, great... at Life Coach Amy. Wow. That's awesome. Um, thank you again. I'll look for those links that we can put in the show notes. And I hope you and your family have a wonderful rest of the day, week, and month. Thanks, Chad. You too. Thanks for having me on the show. Okay. Take care. Bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes, and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.